Hey Augusta, this is Kenny G, and it's time for Arts Weekly with your host Brenda Durant of the Greater Augusta Arts Council. Here's Brenda with Arts Weekly on Smooth Jazz 92.3 WAEG. Welcome to Arts Weekly, your guide to arts and entertainment in Augusta, Georgia, and the areas around. I am Pax Bobro with the Greater Augusta Arts Council in for Brenda Durant this week. Listen for the next half hour as I pull back the curtain on art, artists, and people who are working hard to make your playing easy. And joining me in this first segment, I have the fabulous Leah Holloway, who is the Public Relations Assistant for the Augusta Richmond County Public Library. Good morning, Leah. Good morning, Pax. Thank you for having me. And we also have a special guest who, folks, you don't know this as you're listening, but we are trying out a phone call in, which is a first for me. I'm kind of excited. And our guest is George Wingard. He is the program coordinator for the Savannah River Archaeological Research Program. And he created a documentary called Discovering Dave, Spirit Captured in Clay, that is going to be showing this coming Thursday at 6 p.m. at the Downtown Public Library up in the Georgia Room. Um, So welcome to the show, Mr. Wingard. Thank you so much for having me, and I I hope this works out. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) So please uh, tell our listening audience about your documentary, Discovering Dave. Tell us about Dave, because I I just have to tell you right now, I saw this documentary when I first moved to Augusta. It was showing uh, in Aiken. Uh, and I drove to Aiken just to see it, and it was really interesting, and I actually saw you. You spoke there. So um, I'd love to hear you talk about Dave, give everybody just a little taste of what they're going to find out about when they see this documentary at the library this Thursday. Sure. I, I love talking about Dave. Uh, yes, we're going to be showing it again, as you said, 6 p.m. Thursday in the auditorium downstairs. And uh, how the film came about was uh, in 2006, our organization actually found one of Dave's uh, jars busted and broken in one of our archaeological excavations out here on the Savannah River site. And that kind of became the catalyst for the film. So what I did uh, myself and the co-producer of the film, uh, Mr. Mark Alberton of Scrapbook Video Productions there in Augusta, he and I uh, uh, decided to try to tell Dave's story using the context of the time. So we, we learn about Dave, uh, you know, how he lived. Um, you know, we, we speculate on how he learned to to read and write during a time when, when slaves were not supposed to know how to read and write, uh, how he created the jars, what life would have been like for him, and some of the other uh, aspects of his life, like, you know, we know he shows up in a couple of the census records, uh, you know, uh, uh, newspaper articles, uh, one in particular from 1873. It talks about him having only one leg. So these are all, you know, really interesting aspects about wow. Dave that we... Uh, we try to encompass in the film. So, Mr. Wingert, just to help out our listeners, because I know who Dave the Potter is, Leia knows how, who Dave the Potter is, and you do, and but maybe they don't. So just a, a little primer on why is it that there's a whole documentary about this one potter, this master potter. Tell us about him. Dave, uh, you know, for most people who know Dave, and this was really the, the idea behind the film, when people think of Dave, they immediately think of his jars. 
that have his signatures, that have uh, couplets he wrote on them, and the fact that they, when they come up to auction, they cost they they, they cost a lot. Uh, they sell for a lot. They're in museums. Uh, they're in private collections that most people don't get to see. So when we found this jar out here broken and we put it back together, we started going out to the public so they could see Dave. And Mark and I said, you know, people should know who Dave was as a person, not just this commodity that could be bought and sold, uh, much like he was, but, but a commodity of one of his jars, just selling for so much at auction and disappearing into a museum. Yeah. We wanted to tell David, Dave's story the best we could to put a human face on the man that was making these jars. Right. And, and of course, again, for our listeners, mm-hmm. because they may not know, Dave mm-hmm. was a master potter during the time of slavery, and he was, in fact, enslaved. He was. was. And he created pottery, and on his pottery, he signed the pottery and often put some poetry onto Mm -hmm. the pottery. He would engrave it uh, and glaze it, and these are beautiful, masterfully made pieces, and we have evidence of his great mastery as a potter and literacy, and this is a very interesting bit of archaeological evidence because, as we know, there was a great effort to erase the existence of slaves as individuals throughout the time of slavery and since. So this is something that has endured through time so that we actually have a record of an individual just as every slave was an individual, but we actually get to study this story. So that is what this is partially about is exactly you when you when you when you when you go to the low country and you visit the plantations and you see the woodwork you see the ironwork you see the brickwork for the most part much of that was done by slaves we don't know who they are we'll probably never know who they are some cases we do but for the most part we don't my the way i look at it dave really puts helps to put a face to so many of these artisans that we've lost you know being able to see dave's work reminds us that these were master crafters, they were master skillsmen, they were doing this work. And Dave just helps us. We use Dave to help remind people of that. And, and looking at his work, these master masterpieces that he created, uh, really helps to uh, you know bring that point home. Wonderful. And now, uh, Mr. Wingard, will you be there at the library to talk about this after uh, the showing of your documentary? I will. I'll, the, the documentary shows again at 6 p.m. I'll do an opening, a little opening. We'll show the film. Uh, there's an exhibit going in on Monday, February 3rd. It's a stoneware exhibit. And actually, the Dave Jar that was the catalyst for the film uh, will be in that exhibit from uh, February 3rd all the way through the end of March. So after the, after the movie, uh, we'll all go up to the Georgia Heritage Room and get to look at the stoneware exhibit and uh, actually see the jar uh, that's going to be there on display for the next couple of months upstairs. That's so cool. and that's, uh, yeah, and, and when I'm not there, Miss uh, Ms. Tina Monaco, who's the historian in the Georgia Room, and Miss Tina Floyd, the genealogist, will be able to also answer questions. Yes. Uh, you know, while it's there for the next two months. We love the Tinas down at the we do. The main yes, library. we do. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. So, Mr. Wingard, um, before we take a break for our next section, is there anything that you just want to tell our listeners to keep in mind and and let them know why they really need to come out and see this documentary, which is very, very cool. I mean, again, just, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a piece of history that, you know, we, we, most of us don't know. We, we didn't, you know, when we talk about slavery, you know, one thing we always do talk about, you know, they didn't know how to read, they didn't know how to write. Well, Dave is, is, is a big part of the story to kind of correct that and the reasons mm-hmm. why 
the revivals and, and whatnot. So come out and see the film, learn about Dave, get to go upstairs, see one of his wares, and, uh, and you know, uh, get up personal close with it, see his signature. This one is a signed piece, uh, so you'll get to see the jar, take photos of it, and, uh, you know, come out and learn about Dave, and, then, and also, you know, while there, see what the Georgia Heritage Room has to offer in regards to, uh, you know, your own family genealogy. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Wingard, um, for joining us on the air today. And um, we're going to come back in a little bit and have a conversation with Leah about what's coming up at the library. And I just want to let everyone know that you can find out more about this and many other arts events going on in Augusta at our website, www.augustaarts.com. You can navigate to the Augusta Arts calendar where you can see an entire month at a time or just one day. And if you click on an event, you'll find out all the details, including um, a link to buy tickets if you need to. This, of course, this documentary is free. Thank you, Augusta Richmond County Public Library. Um, and uh, we also podcast this show. So if your friends miss this interview and you really want them to hear it, you can go to our website, and uh, listen to the podcast of this uh, if they didn't manage to hear it this Saturday morning. Well, thank you, Mr. Wingard. Thank you for having me. I certainly appreciate it. We'll see you next Thursday. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Stay with me. I'll be back in a few minutes. You are listening to Arts Weekly on Smooth Jazz 92.3 FM. Welcome back to Arts Weekly, your guide to arts and entertainment in Augusta, Georgia, and the areas around. In this second segment, I'm going to get to talk with Leah Holloway. Welcome back, Leah. Thank you so much, Pax. So, Leah, you are the public relations assistant for the Augusta Richmond County Public Library, and that means that you know all the things that are coming up at the library. And for our listeners, if you haven't been to one of the six branches of our public library system here, they're amazing. And they offer programming every single day that is of interest and use to the community. And Leah is just going to highlight a few of those events that are coming up in the month of February. And um, I'm going to give it over to you, Leah. Tell us what you want to highlight. Well, as you know, PAX, the Augusta Richmond County Public Library is all, all about enriching the lives of the community. And we like to enrich the lives of the community through the many programs that we have here at the library. So, yes, there are a number of programs that we have coming up, um, especially for the month of February, which, as you know, is African American History Month. So at our headquarters library, we are going to be having an African-American read-in. So we're going to have some college and high school students coming in, and they are going to be doing dramatic readings from different African-American poets. Mm. And there's also going to be some film screenings of different poems from African-American writers. So we've got that coming up, and that is going to be February the 12th Mm -hmm. at 5 p.m. That's at the main branch? Yes, that is at the headquarters branch. So... Along with that, we have also got some public speaking workshops coming up. And the next one is going to be February the 5th. So we're going to be working with teenagers. Wow, that's 
this coming Wednesday. Okay. Yes. Teenagers. This coming Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So that is for teens, and it is going to be February 5th at 4 o'clock. And we're going to be teaching them the fundamentals of public speaking and preparing kids for when, you know, they need to give those speech. I know some like kids. Like right now. <laughs> exactly. Just like right now. Um, I know there's a lot of kids who are going to be trying to get ready for some competitions, for some scholarships mm-hmm. for college. And, you know, this is a free activity through the library. So, you know, Fabulous. teenagers definitely need to take advantage of this free workshop. 4 p.m. And that's again at the main branch? Yes, that is at the main headquarters Mm -hmm. branch. Um, We've also got some job seeking resume resume classes at the Wallace Branch Library. Um, Basically, if you are a job seeker, we we definitely want to encourage you to come into the Wallace Branch, bring your resume because they will help you edit. They will help you perfect that resume just so you can get the perfect job. And, and I imagine you could just come in with a piece of paper with a list of all your job experience, and you could create a resume right then and there. Oh, absolutely. Okay. We are here to help and to give that free service to the community. Fabulous. So we welcome everyone to come in, bring your resume. Please let us help you land that perfect dream job. All right, and that's at Wallace Branch. Yes, that okay. is at our Wallace Branch Library. And we also have a new program that is started at... At our Appleby Branch Library. It is called Records of Days Gone Past. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of like a listening party. So, yeah, I know. It's a good listening party where you can come in and listen to music from the past. Um, so when you say records, you mean like vinyl. Yes. Spinning the records and listening to music. Yes. That's old, cool. It, absolutely. And, you know, Applebee's known for like their concert series mm-hmm. so it's definitely they definitely have a good music theme that's yeah. always going on over there that's so so cool yep so they'll be listening to classical and jazz music from days gone past and mm-hmm. the next one is on February the 4th oh that's Tuesday yep all right Tuesday at 4 p.m mm-hmm. and if you're not able to make it to that one they will be doing it again next month on March the 3rd at 4 p.m right. wow, cool. so you can't make it out to that one Definitely try to make it out to that one. Um, And Maxwell Branch Library is reopened again. So I know a lot of people in the public... Some people just don't know yet that Maxwell's still open. but Everybody, it's open. It is open. Please (laughs) come and visit our beautiful new library. Um, It is fantastic. Um, They have brand new computers. It's just a brand new library. The renovations are beautiful. Please take advantage of coming into our new Maxwell Branch Library. And again... um, And they have a book club that meets there every month. They do. They do have a Maxwell book club that Mm -hmm. meets at the end of the month. Mm -hmm. And um, for Black History Month, they are going to be having a um, program that is on African-American comic book writers. Oh, cool. So we definitely encourage everyone to call the Maxwell Branch. If you need their contact information, you can find that on our library website website at arcpls.org and definitely look into that program so we've got a lot of stuff coming up soon in the future and leah thank you so much i know that this is just a slice of all the programming that you offer and i know also that you're trying to highlight the arts oriented programming you offer computer literacy programs you offer um economic literacy programs. You offer all kinds of things at all six of the branches. So, uh, so many, many things. You even have a program for the visually impaired, correct? Um, Yes, that is our GLASS program. And um, if you would like more information about the GLASS program, definitely contact us at our main branch. And the number for that is 706-821-2600. And we will direct you on what to do and how to um, 
get a hold of those um, visually impaired equipments that you can use. Well, thank you so much. I love our public library, and I imagine most of our listeners do too. So thank you, Leah. Absolutely. You know, it's really our goal to engage with the community and to provide things for people for free or at a low cost that they normally wouldn't be able to get a hold of. Wonderful. And I imagine if you, our listeners, go into the library and say something that you'd really like the library to offer, they might try to make it happen for you. Well, stay with me because I'll be back in a few minutes. You are listening to Arts Weekly on Smooth Jazz 92.3 FM. Welcome back to Arts Weekly, your guide to arts and entertainment in Augusta, Georgia, and the areas around. I'm Pax Bobra with the Greater Augusta Arts Council, and in this segment, I'll cover events for this weekend of February 1st, 2020, along with a look into the future so you can make plans early. Um, So, folks, I have to tell you something. We had a little meltdown with our website, and the calendar uh, is currently a little glitchy. So I'm going to have to tell you some very spare details. (laughs) But um, today we have a number of things going on. We have Storyland Theater presenting Rapunzel up at the Maxwell Theater at Augusta University. That's at 3 p.m. It's really fun. My kids have always loved the Storyland Theater. So come on out and see uh, Rapunzel at the Maxwell Theater at 3 Black Jacket Symphony uh, is presenting Led Zeppelin's Houses of the Holy tonight at 8, whoa, at, sorry, at 7 p.m. That was another little glitchy thing. And that's at the Miller Theater. So Black Jacket Symphony, they're this really fun band that basically does album covers, and they're going to be covering Houses of the Holy. Uh, That's tonight at 7 p.m. I think there's still tickets available. Uh, They're like 30 to $35, and that's down at the Miller Theater. If you haven't been down to the Miller, this is a great opportunity for you to go check it out. Um, and if you haven't seen the latest show over at the Gertrude Herbert Institute of Art, Larry Millard's No Vacancy show is uh, hanging um, up through... March, I think, but you'd better check it out. No, it's through February 24th. So uh, catch it while it's still up. It's really a great show. Uh, Larry Millard is is a former uh, sculpture uh, professor at um, University of Georgia who's been in Augusta for a few years, and he's got a show hanging there. It's really great. That's at the Gertrude Herbert And then coming up, aside from all of the great programming that Leah Holloway told us about at the Augusta Richmond County Public Library, on Tuesday, February 4th, we have uh, Tuesday's Music Live presenting Carol James, Marimba, and Jeff Busey on percussion. And this is at St. Paul's Church at 605 Reynolds Street. And this is always at noon on Tuesdays. And if you 
plan ahead, you can get the lunch menu there, which I think this coming week is going to be shrimp salad and three bean salad and fresh fruit and a brownie. So, uh, and I think they always have fresh uh, Starbucks coffee because that's donated. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful concert of marimba and percussion. And then, of course, we do have uh, Discovering Dave on Thursday, February 6th down at the library. And we had the pleasure of talking with the uh, documentary maker, George Wingard, a little earlier. So don't miss that. That's at 6 p.m. at the main branch library on Telfair Street uh, on Thursday the 6th. Then again, Thursday, if what you're really feeling like is a little bit of uh, musical theater, we have One Night Only presented by the Augusta Players over at Cucina 503. That's at 7.30 p.m. And you can uh, find out all about it on our website and get tickets. I think there might be one or two tickets left. This is a really popular event, and the ticketing is limited due to the space. So uh, check that out. Then uh, on Friday, February 7th, there's all kinds of things going on. We have uh, films on Friday at the Morris Museum of Art. They're showing The Miracle of Morgan's Creek, which is a 1944 film directed by Peter Sturges. It's a screwball comedy that stars Eddie Bracken and Betty Hutton, the small-town girl uh, attending an all-night send-off party for the troops, and she wakes up to find herself married and pregnant, but with no memory of her husband's identity. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so they were pretty naughty in 1944. And this is at noon, uh, 12 to 2, at the Morris Museum of Art. That's at 110th Street, so that's going to be fun. Then again on Friday, we have One Night in Memphis, presented by Augusta Entertainments. And uh, this is at the Jabez Harden Auditorium out in Evans. That's from 7.30 to 10. We've got um, basically covers of Presley, Perkins, Cash, and Lewis. And the doors open at 6.30, and the concert begins at 7.30, and the tickets are about $45. A whole lot of shaking going on. Check that out. Then... We have a really fun from 6 to 9 p.m. downtown at Field Botanicals. If you've never been there, it's a really cool store. And they uh, have uh, Field Art Fridays. And for this coming Friday on the 7th, we have photographer Aaron White. Uh, After only a year of photography, Aaron has captured stunning images from the Virginia mountains to Georgia's highest peaks, the streets of Asheville and Charleston, and some historic landmarks of his hometown, Augusta, Georgia. So all his prints will be available for sale, and light refreshments will be served. That is at Field Botanicals uh, at 215 12th Street. There is so much more coming up uh, in the coming weeks, and... I can barely cover them all. You'll just have to tune in next weekend uh, to find out what else is coming up. Or you can check our calendar, which hopefully will no longer be glitching by the time you're looking at it. (laughs) And that is at www.augustaarts.com. And you can get people to listen to our podcast. You can listen to it again if you want to hear that interview with Leah about the programming or George Wingard. And... uh, You can find out about uh, Calls for Art and other resources available for the community 
on our website at www.augustaarts.com. This is Pax Bobro. I'm here for the Greater Augusta Arts Council. And uh, you may have noticed that our old theme music, Little Jazz, by Roy Eldridge, has been replaced. Our new theme music was written by Augusta musician and composer David Neches. Thank you for joining me. You have listened to Arts Weekly on Smooth Jazz 92.3 FM. Thanks for listening to Arts Weekly with Brenda Durant. Tune in next Saturday and every Saturday, 9.30 a.m. until 10 a.m. Only on this station, Smooth Jazz, 92.3 FM, WAEG.